0: all right okay this is confusing it says chapter five i know i told you it's of confusing and now we're gonna just keep going backwards this book isn't what it looks like secret series by Saddamas book number 15. <laughs> book number four chapter five an important announcement mom dad you do you have books on mental telepathy telepathy wait who's um, I'm assuming Max Ernest. Yeah, that's Do you have books on mental telepathy or second sight or anything like that? Max Ernest found his parents sitting in what was now their joint office. Their desks arranged so that the back of one desk touched the back of the other, so they could stare moonishly at each other's eyes without having so much as to turn their necks. Once two separate offices, the room was ringed, and ragged by lines of cracked and splinters, where the two offices had been joined together on the floor were broken pieces of lumber and chalky chunks of mortar, a hazard a hazard, lumber and chalky chunks oh well, a hazardous mess, but they didn't appear to notice any of it, or perhaps they were too in love to care. Max Ernest coughed loudly, hello, mom, hello, dad, I'm right here, two feet away from you. I know you can hear me. In the old days, Max Ernest couldn't keep his parents off his back. These days, he had trouble just trying to get their attention. I asked you if you had any books on mental telepathy, you know, like on that psychic phenomena or any extrasensory brain stuff. Both of his parents were psychologists, and they were surrounded on all sides of shelves of books on everything to do with the human brain, as well as books on animal brains and even robot brains, so it was a good bet that they would have plenty of books on the subject Max Ernst mentioned, but like many people who collected things, they were very possessive they were very possessive of their books. The rule was that Max Ernest had to ask for special permission if he wanted to borrow if he wanted to borrow one. Then he was supposed to write the name of the book on a ledger or so his parents wouldn't lose track of it. Why would I need a book on, a, on why would I need a book on mental telepathy? I can read your mind right now, said his father, not turning away from Max Ernest's mother. "'There's no need to read a book about mental telepathy. "'I already know that what you're thinking,' said Max Ernest's mother, "'not turning away from his father. "'Then, when they were divorced, but still living in the same house, "'Max Ernest's parents had gotten into the habit "'of repeating each other's sentences "'as though the other parent weren't there. "'Unfortunately, the other parent... "'though the other parents weren't there... "'Oh, unfortunately, now that they're back together... The habit persisted. It made speaking to them very disorienting, even for Max Ernest, who was used to it. So does that mean I can borrow some books or not? Oh, come on now, Max Ernest, said his father, never averting his gaze from Max Ernest's mother. There's no need to pretend Your thoughts are written all over your face. Oh, please, Max Ernest, said Max Ernest's mother, never averting her gaze from his father. It's clear as rain what you're thinking. Don't play dumb. Remember, we're not only your parents, said his father. We're psychologists. Don't forget, we're mental health professionals, said his mother, not just the people who gave birth to you. They're literally saying exactly what the other one's saying, but just changing the words. Max Ernest looked at them in confusion. What are you guys talking about? I'm not thinking anything. It's not what you're thinking so much as what you're feeling, corrected his father. Don't forget about your feelings, son. We're talking about emotions, corrected his mother. Not everything is always rational, Max Ernest. Not even you. Okay, what am I feeling then, said Max Ernest, resigned. He sat down on a long couch reserved for his parents' patients, but he refused to recline in the way the patients did. That was going too far. Surreptitiously, he scanned the shelves for for a book that might contain what he was looking for, one that caught his title caught his attention was Second Sight, Seeing What Your Third Eye and Fourth In Four Easy Steps, 5th Edition. The book was level with his shoulders, tantalizingly close. It hadn't escaped our notice that you have been a little, shall we say, depressed, said his father, finally turning to face Max Ernest. Don't you think that we haven't seen a dark cloud that you've been carrying around, said his mother, finally turning as well. Brilliant, brilliant, thought Master Max Ernest. My best friend is in a coma. It really takes a genius to figure out that I'm depressed. Even I figured that out. But he didn't say that. He figured listening to his parents was the price that you had to pay if he wanted to borrow their books. They had gone back into their they had they had to get back to their books at some point. We can tell that you've sensed what's going on, said his mother. Many children do. Like many kids, you've guessed without having to tell you, said his father. Guessed what? he wondered. They were getting remarried or re-divorced or splitting up the house again, but staying together or not staying together, but keeping the house. It had to be something like that. Although Max Ernest had no idea which one was likely or which he would prefer. All scenarios were equally problematic. Max Ernest inched closer to the book on second sight. Maybe he could sneak, sneak it off of the shelf. "'Call it fraternal telepathy if you'd like,' said his mother. "'It's a sixth sense that siblings have,' said his father. Max Ernest frowned, unable to grab a hold of the book with his parents' eyes eyes trained on him. "'Fraternal, like fraternal twins and siblings?' said, "'What siblings? He was an only child.' Only children had pretty much defined his childhood. They were. Were they going to tell him that he had a secret twin or something? Or an older sibling who had died at birth? His father smiled knowingly at him. Tell us, Max Ernest, when did you first realize that your mother was pregnant? Ah, oh, crap. His mom's pregnant, Peyton. Oh, my God. With his dad? Yep. Divorced. That. Yep, they're back together. His mother smiled in the same way. Be honest. How long have you known that you're going to be a brother? A bro- brother? Max Ernest stared at his parents, his mouth open momentarily, forgetting all about the book-sneaking mission. He was going to have a brother? Is that good or bad? I don't know. Not ha- n- Did not see this coming. He... Where he had been... Wait, hold on how could he not have seen this coming where had he been that such a big development could escape him yes the baby you sensed is a little boy said his mother we understand if you feel replaced in our hearts his father no- nodded wisely children in your situation often feel like somebody else is taking their place it's completely expected that you would be jealous agreed his mother your mood is n- a natural reaction to your circumstances, his said, added his father. They thought he was depressed about the baby. Had they forgotten about Cass? His parents used to obsess about every little aspect of his life. Did they care about nothing about what was happening to him anymore? He was so taken aback that he didn't even bother to correct them. Please try and keep your anger in check, cautioned his father. No pouring mayonnaise on the baby in the middle of the night. Control yourself, cautioned his mother. We don't want to wake up to find you standing over the baby with an empty jar of mayo. Okay, no mayo, said Max Ernest, forcing a smile. He assumed they were joking, or at least hoped they were. But he knew he still couldn't believe that they were talking to him like this, as if he were a two-year-old boy so jealous of his soon-to-be baby brother that that would, would pour his least favorite substance all over him besides didn't his parents know that he was so horrified by mayonnaise that he wouldn't even be able to touch the jar good i'm glad we've had this conversation said max Ernest's father and in case you're worried we want uh, in case you're worried we want to assure you that your little brother will be in good hands we've learned from our mistakes that's a promise Good, I'm happy that we've we've come to an understanding, said Max Ernest's mother, and not to worry, your little brother will be safe with us. Everything we got wrong with you, we're going to get right this time, we promise. His father took his mother's hand, smiling at her. He's not going to spend his childhood bouncing from doctor to doctor, making a neurotic mess. Max Ernest's mother smiled back, back at Max Ernest's father, grasping his hand with hers. We won't teach him to be into it. We won't turn him into a nervous wreck, searching and searching for conditions that may or may not have a cure, reminding himself that he was supposed to be focusing on not his own life, but his brother's. But Cass's, but Cass's Max Ernest tried not to listen to what his parents were saying. The idea that they felt that they had failed him with was somewhat upsetting, of course, even for somebody that... "'somebody bad at feelings. "'But this was not the time to be upset. "'Right now, he had concentrated all of his attention "'on the task in front of him, robbery. "'With his parents' attraction on, attention fixed on each other, "'he quickly pulled the book off of the right-hand second shelf "'and put it behind his back. "'He breathed a silent sigh of relief. "'So far, so good. "'We aren't going to be breathing down his neck every moment,' "'continued Max Ernest's father.' He won't be fighting he won't be fighting every other second in his life continued Max Ernest's mother Our new son is going to have a nice normal childhood concluded Max Ernest's father Our new son is going to be a nice normal kid concluded Max's mother Max Ernest swallowed. Despite his best efforts, he was unable to completely, entirely, one hundred percently ignore his parents. He knew that they didn't think that he was normal. Otherwise, why would they have spent all of this time and money searching for a cure for his condition? But it was a different—it was different to hear them say it out loud. Never mind what he told himself. A normal person wouldn't be able to prevent a comatose girl from appearing into her ancestral past. A normal person wouldn't be able to save Cass. Cass didn't think he was normal, but she also didn't want him to be normal either. She was relying on him to, on him to be what he was. She had faith in him. She told him so. And living up to that faith was the only thing that she, that he should be thinking about. His parents were beaming so hard and happily at each other that he suspected that he could walk right out book in hand without, without their noticing. And that's exactly what he did. And then he ate some chocolate and then he ate some more chocolate and then some more and then more, 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 and some hmm more. <laughs> Peyton, are you out? Yeah, she's on her way out. All right. See you guys next time.